Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Hollywood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. Where we're not providing instant podcasts, we're offering customers time. Thanks for joining us. We are. We are. And and uh, much like Nissen Foods, uh, our podcast is a distilled, compressed, instant version of other podcasts. <laughs> it's a concentrate, if you will. Mm-hmm. A concentrated version of the world where all you have to do is add hot water and you will be in the know. In um, the know. Nissen, of course, uh, famous to college students everywhere as the maker of cup noodles. Instant noodles, because ramen hacks are that's that's I'm going to I'm just going to go ahead and timestamp that as one of my nail bits. Yeah, well done of the entire year, because I got yet another one today and it caused me to do a ramen hack because instead of going to the grocery store, I went and bought mums and bird pillows and lantanas to decorate my stoop for the fall and then i had to make myself a cup of noodles but i put some bao in there and i made it a ramen hack what yep i was so proud of myself <laughs> made a ramen hack over i should have put some seaweed in there i had some <laughs> yeah you should have uh, anyway, those ramen hacks those ramen hacks are amazing because uh they're basically just adding things to ramen but they right. always look good. It's about just, what you add, not the fact that you can add. Yeah. No, it's just it, look, cabbage. Duh. Also, those so uh, simple. The uh, the Nissen the Nissen ramen. You have to remember they were the pioneers. Of the cup noodle, which yeah, yeah they sure. Did the cup. Marachan That's what was I had today. Marachan was instant, but Nissen gave you the cup. You didn't yeah. even need to have a bowl. All just all together. That's literally what I had today. It's Nissen cup of noodles with bao. That's amazing. I believe my first, uh, Bravo, my first Rich. thing. Yeah, well done, Rich. How did you even know? Mm-hmm. Are you spying mm-hmm. on her Instagram? Could have been her group texts, but yeah, still, probably was. maybe not. Maybe it was. Uh, my first thing today is something I heard Justin Robert Young on politics, 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 speculating on becoming a thing because he'd heard it a couple places. So I did a search, found a LinkedIn story from today using the phrase. Uh, mm-hmm. As well as a Bloomberg story, kind of not using the phrase, but circling around it like they were yeah. about to use it. Uh, and of course, the thing is white collar recession. Yep. Yeah. So the idea that uh, because white collar jobs, uh, particularly jobs that could work from home, not just service jobs because they're blue collar service jobs, but but like. You know, uh, the, the banking, fancy, tech, fancy real estate, jobs. yeah, yeah, business uh, services, sales. They weathered lockdowns better than blue collar jobs, and so now the fallout is coming for them, and that's why mm-hmm. you're seeing white collar companies laying off people, uh, while blue collar companies are doing well, keeping the employment rate 
high. Yeah. Interesting. It's like the, uh, so during the pandemic, we kept calling it the K-shaped recovery because it was yeah, like right. the, the, um, you know, the workers mm-hmm. in the upper income brackets were recovering and going bananas because mm-hmm. they had like houses they could take low interest loans against and, and higher salaries and, um, and, and essential workers and low income workers and women were not recovering at all. And so the idea, it seems like, of the white collar recession is that, like, at this point, if there's a recession, no one will be immune, if you will. Which, interestingly, is I asked Kai recently why inflation, because the LinkedIn article seems to be saying that maybe not, that there's not going to be a white collar recession, that there's some dispute about this stuff. So I don't really know. It looks like Kate Chapman wrote, Hey, there's this thing called the white collar recession. Is it coming? And then responses were saying, no, it's not. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know who's saying what, but yes, there's, there's debate over it, but the thing isn't that there is a white collar recession. The thing is that phrase getting bandied around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I will not do the depressing financial analysis about it. But yeah, you're totally right. That is 100% a phrase that we're seeing constantly. Yeah. Huh. All right. Wah, wah. Way to Way to make me seem super trivial when I awkwardly pivot to, this is like morning news now. We like covered a really terrible story and now we're going to be like, <laughs> and also it's the dog show. Um. <laughs> I I look at this more as like, I I went and brought us all down. Uh, please bring us back to it's a thing. Like I'm gonna that. have a chaser. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Apparently, inflation affects everyone, mm. which is why it's bad mm-hmm. and why the Fed will do anything to stop it. Whereas a recession, quote unquote, only affects a small number of people. In that, like, it might cause like two to three percent unemployment, but that's only two to three percent of the population and that that's the messed up calculation. Up. I know I just couldn't resist. Cause I was oh, like, okay. Oh God, that's upsetting. So if there's a white collar recession, it's probably related to inflation turns out. Cause that's the thing that hits everyone. Okay. So capsule wardrobes. Thank you. <laughs> are a thing. I was wondering what inflation had to do with capsule wardrobes. <laughs> Nothing. Um, that's my pivot. That's my pivot. And also it's the dog show. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to camera two. In other news, what is a capsule wardrobe and how to build one? What? Well, I w- I would like to know what is a capsule wardrobe. A cap. Oh, let me let me inform you from this article about it that I found from just last month. The concept of a cap- capsule wardrobe is not a hundred percent new. It's been big on social media in the last few years. A capsule wardrobe is a limited selection of interchangeable clothing pieces that complement each other. These are often classic pieces that do not go out of style and are primarily composed of neutral colors. A capsule wardrobe allows you to create a variety of different outfits with a small selection of clothes. I have your transition. Sustainablycheek.com. Yeah. Well, with inflation rising, whether you're white collar or not, the recession might hit you, which means you need to save money and you could save money with a capsule wardrobe. Is that right, Molly? Exactly. (laughs) Eggs. Don't buy so many things. Reject consumerism when prices are high. 
and just spend money on a few. I mean, this is literally the like the fashion advice you've been getting for your entire life. Yeah, right. Just this spend is, money on a few high quality things. This that is you one can swap step up from out. the Steve Jobs wardrobe of just have five black turtlenecks, right? It totally is. Yeah. A capsule wardrobe is a sustainable way to approach your closet. You mainly own timeless pieces that you will wear for years, which won't go out of style. This is also good travel packing. <laughs> it's great travel packing. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. But so what I've noticed is that it's become a, uh, it's become a like a D to C staple. There are all these like direct to consumer brands mm-hmm. that are selling clothing. And a lot of them are offering a capsule wardrobe because it's an absolute freaking genius marketing technique. Like, again, the concept has been around for a long time. But if I go to, you know, everlane.com and I buy one sweater, that's okay for them. Sure. But even better is if I buy a classic high-waisted jean, a capri pant, a wide-legged capri pant, three basic t-shirts, a couple of pullovers, and a cardigan. And I get it all at once for $700 or whatever, and then I'm out. (laughs) So you can buy. So the new thing with capsule wardrobes is not the good advice. It's the the solutions that are being sold. Exactly. It's that they are increasingly the like cornerstone. I don't have time to take the advice. Please just give, sell me a capsule wardrobe. Right. Which I'm all about. I actually (laughs) hate it. I hate it when I go to one of these freaking Instagram ads like I always do and I look at it and it's like, here's a capsule wardrobe. Here's like nine different t-shirt options. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just want you to pick three. Like literally I just, uh, $300 is my budget. Give it all to me. I kind of love that too. Right. I mean, it's actually like, I love that it exists. And I, if anything, I want it to be even easier. (laughs) I follow the capsule wardrobe ethos already where I try to keep like a limited number. It's more than, than this, uh, but a limited number of long sleeve shirts, limited number of short sleeve shirts. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I've got my purpose stuff inside of that number. Right. So there's the dress shirt, there's the wedding shirt, there's the, you know, and then there's probably five that are just like, anytime, anywhere, whatever. And my problem with my wardrobe is I look at it and I'm like, that shirt is not as useful as it should be for a limited right. wardrobe, right? Like yeah. I, need, I, I I, can't wear that in a, enough situations. Uh, and the, this is solving that. They're like, great, we will just give you the stuff you can wear in all, all the situations. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it really is actually awesome. It's like, if you've got Two great pairs of jeans. And, you know, I've been going to, uh, I've determined that Uniqlo is the perfect basic. Mm-hmm. So you get like a couple of their kind of silky camisoles, so like a couple white button down shirts, a few dresses, some sweaters. I mean, it's like really great. And I'm super into it. And also it's a genius marketing device. If you're a clothing brand and you want people to buy more than one thing at a time. Yeah. Genius. Please sell me. A it's a win-win win. and a win. And like a win-win. Gosh, that's yes. like three or four wins. It's like so many wins. Just tell me and also just be the brand that's like here. Like, mm-hmm. let me take a quiz. <laughs> At Porter in our Discord just made the point that I can't believe Stitch Fix hasn't caught on to this. And that's totally true. Like, I want to go on to Stitch Fix, take their quiz, which uh, is already going to style me. No, 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 no. That, the reason it's not Stitch Fix is because Stitch Fix wants to keep selling you every month. Right. Good point. Capsule wardrobe is for the folks losing out to Stitch Fix. They're like, well, they'll eventually get tired of this capsule wardrobe and come back to us. So yeah. 
but you know, then we don't we'll need them, them every month like Stitch Fix does. Yeah, good point. And I guess the capsule wardrobe is kind of a bummer for even if you're like a Nordstrom, because timeless pieces are in fact. But you know, every people, retailer's nightmare. You know, people like update I mean your capsule here. will be the next step there. Yeah, exactly. Got to yeah. update your capsule. Yeah, some of your stuff gets old, yeah. out of fashion, right? Class, Sustainably time, chic. Timeless doesn't stay the same. Right? Exactly. Like yeah. they they got this like flowery shirt at Sustainably mm-hmm. Chic that's going on with the like the current kind of weird Elaine from the 90s trend. That's going to go. It's going to go out. Yeah. But I love this. I this actually this article that I found about it is probably the closest thing I've seen to like a recipe for it and I'm just like, "Yes. Great. Awesome. Click click click." Bye bye bye. Ah, this is good stuff, Molly. You're a real one. (laughs) Am I? Yeah, you slay at this. (laughs) Okay, slay I got. Mm -hmm. I got that one. Yeah. Uh What else? Yeah. I'm with you. (laughs) This talk is sis. This talk is sus. What's Uh, happening here? If if you don't (laughs) understand it. Uh, what we're saying, it's because you don't have access to the running list of Gen Z slang, an uh, open Google Doc from high school teacher James Callahan, which is oh, my next thing. no, really? Indeed. Oh, uh, Mr. Callahan. Mr. Callahan uh, in Massachusetts keeps an alphabetized running document of new slang he learns from his students. Uh, he first went viral with it in 2019, but it has kind of risen again of late. Uh, and uh, the idea is is to let other people understand what the youths are talking about. No cap. Oh, I love him. He ate. <laughs> <laughs> you heard? Are you aware? Yeah. Valid of high quality. Tight now means extremely mad. What? Mm-hmm. Gotta Sis. be a lot of people watching old old movies get laughing when people talk about drunk people being tight. I mean, for real, sis. Unlike sus, mm-hmm. sis exists as an exclamation of disbelief and a universal nickname. <laughs> Both of those. <laughs> that's not. That's not helpful. This is amazing, and then I love that it starts with what even is language? <laughs> oh, I love Mr. Callahan. He should, I feel like, just as sort of a self-own, if you will, he should have a um, a field that's like, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> but that's a millennial reference. Hey, fellow kids. It is? Hello, fellow kids. Hey, fellow is kids. It's millennial, I guess so. I Beat so. your face means to apply makeup? <laughs> I can't get enough of this. This is incredible. Uh, I realize by, by, by putting this in the show, we've like... Uh, eliminated a hundred different potential things for future shows. (laughs) We really have because nobody is now going to be able to discover and bring hardo, which is evidently (laughs) Gen Z slang for a try hard, which is amazing. Dead ass. Oh, we say dead ass all the time. Yeah. I like cross yeah, my kid fade. Is up on dead ass. Cross fade to mean doubly drunk. <laughs> I mean, that is incredible. Like crossfit. I don't know if that's where it comes from, but that's what my mind went to. Oh, it's like crossfit, but you're drunk. Cross fade is phenomenal. Uh, Got a blast. I have to leave. Love it. There's Love a it. there's a lot of these that we have done on the show 
Bonnie yeah. and I. We did know Cap, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we also did uh, clap. We've done clap back. Maybe not as a thing. We certainly I don't know. Extra. It deserves it. No, we did slaps. Slaps. We definitely did slaps. Oh, and bop. We did bop. Yeah. Bop, yep. A modern, enjoyable song, a bop. <laughs> that ain't it. Translates to unacceptable or <laughs> I do not approve. That ain't uh, it. Also, this isn't meant mm-hmm. to be comprehensive. Like there, there could be slang out there that you hear that's not on here. Exactly. Because he'll still be updating right. as needed. And he and he is so smart that that kind of like how the millennials would say, "Here's my what is it not? Here's my Substack. Here's my what's the music thing where people post their songs and then when they blow up on Twitter, TikTok, they're like, <laughs> oh, come on, help oh, me out, oh, SoundCloud, oh. my SoundCloud, SoundCloud, yeah." <laughs> he uh, understood the assignment yes, with respect to referring out and he's like if you like this and it's gone viral support the Lowell string project and mrs bowers donors choose page <laughs> i heart you mr callahan uh now know your meme uh picked this up and uh pointed out that there was some some online debate uh over whether this slang is simply appropriated african-american vernacular english uh to which if i were to enter that a bit debate which i won't i would say yes uh, for the past 60 years, most slang is appropriated African-American vernacular mm. English. I uh, challenge you to find slang that doesn't come from the African-American community. That's not making it right or wrong. That's not new. Yeah, no. Also, see all music. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know that we need to speciate into multiple literal spoken languages. We'll just move on from that. Um, I'm like, I've been afraid to even bring this one up because I'm so, I don't even exactly know what to say about it, except that I need to acknowledge that I know about it and I keep hearing about it. And it apparently is a thing that just keeps getting bigger. And that thing is funk music. How do you spell that? P-H-O-N-K. Okay. So a little like funk, a little like fat. I guess so. Funk. It is a subgenre. I believe we talked about trap music. Oh, yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Uh huh. Trap remakes of every song. Super duper thing, as are drill remakes of all pop songs Mm -hmm. now. And then funk is a subgenre. I'm reading uh, from Wikipedia. It is not to be confused with funk. It's a subgenre of hip hop and trap music directly inspired by 1990s Memphis rap, mostly present on the SoundCloud platform. Had I just looked at my own source. I would have known. The music is characterized by vocals from old Memphis rap tapes and samples from early 1990s hip hop, often combining them with elements of jazz and funk. The genre deploys distorting techniques such as chopped and screwed to create a darker sound. That's very, very specific. I know. But now all of a sudden, funk is just way more prevalent. Apparently, I think Lil Uzi Vert is... um, Super funky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Miami rapper Space Ghost Perp is credited with kickstarting funk on his 2012 debut album. Um, yeah, Lil Uzi Barrett is doing it. It's just kind of a like, I don't know, you can't even, like if you look up funk, there isn't a ton. You can look up like the mo- the funk songs for 2022 and you'll get a list of songs you've definitely never heard of unless you're my kid. 
But I do feel like sometimes I understand that I'm going to have to sound like a boomer in service of being like, just trust me on this one. (laughs) It's a thing. (laughs) I thank you for this because I'm getting the feeling right now that I got when I first heard about Trap and Drill. Uh, Yeah. Drill, I definitely heard about from you, uh, which is, oh, this is the thing. When I read the Wikipedia article, been around for a long time, right? This has roots in the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. but is now bubbling up and is you is going to become a thing you hear about all the time. Like I heard about trap, like I'm beginning to hear about drill. Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is good. Yeah. This is good. Advanced thing. Scouting. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cause I feel like an idiot talking about it, but I will say that in 20 May, 2021 Spotify released an official curated funk playlist. And now they have one for 2022. So it's like, it's yeah, just it's on there. the verge. Every- and it's kind of cool, right? I mean, like uh-huh. the, the, when you even describe it, you're like, yeah, that's awesome. Like some old Memphis rap mm-hmm. tapes and samples from early, like early hip hop, 90s hip hop is just a delight to listen to. That's what I grew up with. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> super cool. Evidently it got really big in Russia too. And then there's oh. a, there's a spinoff called Drift Funk. To just like, remember when we were like drifting is a thing? And then my kid was like, you can't do that. Oh, no. Drift funk is a total huge subgenre that's like all over TikTok. Its main features are the use of cowbells and high bass. And it's generally used in lo-fi videos showing drifting cars. (laughs) It's hard to keep up, friends. That's why we're here for you. (laughs) Well, exactly. Because at one point, trap felt like funk does right now. You're right. like, what is it exactly? Like, oh, it has what? a truth in that. Well, that sounds cool. Oh, I think I've heard that. Now you go to uh, like go to the Apple uh, Today's Hits, and I'd yeah. say two thirds of it is trap. Uh, all hip hop, no matter where, is is using elements of trap. Like it is one hundred percent mainstream. Uh, and I, I, I and don't know. I get the same vibe of like it'll it'll take as long as it did with trap to get there, but that might happen to funk. I think so. I read and I read a review of Drake's new album that everybody hates. Uh Everybody pretends they hate it. And then it streams like in the, they love it because it's Drake. You love it. Don't pretend you don't, but they, there was a comment at the end of it that was like, well, call me when Drake does something risky, like trap or funk. And I was like, okay, yep. We're there. Drake hasn't done trap. I feel like he has. I think he's done trap. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. But funk is next. You're welcome. All righty then. I'm Let's exhausted get... from the stress of sounding. <sighs> that was to sound a good one though. Funk that. is good. That's a that's an important one. Help me out, listeners. Help me out with your feedback. <laughs> feedback and it's a thing. Me. We got one from Jody in Minneapolis writing in with a thing check slash thing formation. Hello, MTR. <gasps> Molly Tom Rich. That's amazing. How has it taken us this long? That's MTR. so good. You did it. You yeah. did it. MTR. I feel like a, a government agency that handles oh, transportation. Incredible. Are you Love taking it. the MTR? Uh, Rich, of course, our producer, if you're a new listener. Uh, hello, MTR. Thing check needed. Uh, F around and find out. Popping up everywhere. Actually saw it for the first time last week on a neighbor's bumper sticker. Knowing my neighbor, I think that usage means go for broken life. You only live once. This week, it's trending as a way to express hope. Uh, that all people who have tried to destroy our democracy might be held accountable. Uh, I've seen it numerous times on Twitter, and Ben Mattis Lilly used it in a Slate column. It's an old phrase, but it's really trending now. So we've yeah. actually had this as a thing before, right, Molly? 
Yeah, we featured it uh, on episode 147. This is one of those cases where we're like too early because it was just on the upswing as like super mainstream. And I was like, well, look out, everybody. I'm going to say swear. But yeah, no, it is everywhere now and has even been delightfully truncated as FAFO. And people even say Fafo, and it's so Fafo. fun. I have not run into Fafo. I'm going to keep you an haven't. Eye that. No, Just go yeah. to Twitter and do a hashtag search for Fafo, nice. and it's incredible. It's incredible. That's yeah, it great. really has taken off. Yes, I almost Nailed. feel because you were on it so early that it's old. When I, know, I see like people say it, it, I'm again. like, yeah, are they still saying that. But yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm going to drop the uh, the Fafo search in the. <laughs> I did. I think I did talk about it around the time of Gritty. It might have been. Those might have been back to back. Like I was in a real real Philly mood. No kidding. Yeah, I think so. It was. I mean, it's like a year. And what episode are we on now? I don't. This is two hundred. Oh, this is two (laughs) hundred and thirty-one. So this is episode two thirty-one. We talked about it on one forty-seven. Dang. Yeah. It's a it's a blessing and a curse to be too early. Manny uh, writes in with an update on vibes and says you covered, but I just want to point out, Jody. Yes. hundred percent. Oh yeah. Super right, duper yeah. thing. That, that's true. Think yeah. firm. Great spot. Great spot. Think firmed. Manny writes in with an update on vibes because as he points out, you covered vibes a while ago, much thing, but mm-hmm. like Pokemon things evolve. This is the second evolution of thing oh, vibe. Oh, he says, exciting. it's giving oh, Manny. You're so good. It's so true. I've been saying this. Instead of saying this thing has X vibes, Mm -hmm. sometimes you can say it's giving X. This works best for more comparison vibes Mm -hmm. things. For example, if someone wears a large t-shirt and jeans with a baseball cap and asked for a fit check, I would probably say it's giving Adam Sandler. Instead of it's giving Adam Sandler vibes. Right. You just shorten. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've been really slow on this one, he says. So apologies if it's been covered. (laughs) You're faster than us when you're slow. So I got it. I I have to post for the show notes. I've got to go find a TikTok that uh, my friend sent me that was like, when you have a Gen Z mom, Uh because it's hysterical. And it's like the mom is just being like, it's giving Cheerios. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving milk mess. (laughs) Yeah, this is a toy. This is huge. This is huge. I'm actually embarrassed that I didn't bring it because it's become such a funny. It's hard sometimes to realize that the thing you're used to is a thing. Yeah. Right. It just like showed up like air. Yeah. Uh, Tony has holiday questions. Well, I guess uh, we're past Labor Day. So time it's for time. holiday. It's time. Uh, hi, folks. Help me figure out if I have two things or one big thing. All right. Mm. Uh, is pushing the envelope of how early to put out holiday decorations a thing or is complaining about it a thing? <laughs> It might be one symbiotic thing feeding (laughs) off each other. Uh, I think you kind of nailed it there, Tony. Uh, On a related topic, when are we just going to make it officially front yard decorating season? It seems that people who do decorate go from Halloween to harvest slash Thanksgiving to Christmas decorations as a perpetual display from late September through mid-January. Let's get the holiday thing talk started. Or... Am I the guy that starts talking about it too early? Take care and keep up the awesome work. 
<laughs> this is the greatest. I love this. This is the greatest email ever for so many reasons because one, you are a hundred percent right. It's totally a total right. it's yeah. an ecosystem, it's a thing ecosystem. I can think and, of the six neighbors that follow this exact pattern as soon as you and say. also it's me, like literally today. <laughs> literally today is the day that I put out the like fall decor on my friend's stoop. <laughs> but you don't have a giant inflatable pumpkin on your lawn, do you? Or no. Do you? <laughs> no. They did have these big kind of harvesty the lawn. They were like kind of an aluminum big thing that you I guess you would stick in the grass. I don't have grass in the front yard, uh-huh. so I really I have to just do stoop decorating, but but <gasps> I did I did it today. So September 16th is officially either too early or the start of I just realized I don't have grass in the front yard anywhere anymore either for the first time in holiday season, which Mm -hmm. presents so many fun Halloween decorating opportunities to hide ghosts and skeletons in big bushy plants. It does. Uh, Mm -hmm. Turns out you can start now. You can tell on the the desert grass. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, well done. Oh, so good, Tony. So and definitely a symbiotic thing. For sure. It's so symbiotic. And also I feel delightfully called out, which makes it part of the symbiosis, (laughs) which is just, it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Um, Oh my God. More nails talk. Professor Art from the Philippines went thing spotting. Hello, Molly Tommy. Here is a possible thing spot. Since my love language is touch, I tend to notice good fingernails. Mm. And what I noticed is the onset of minimalist nails. Mm Mm-hmm. It started with noticing more women having white gel nails, which I must say is freaking elegant. As an acquaintance of mine says, it's the clean girl look. But then here comes Anna de Armas with her very simple clean cut colorless fingernails and what the press is calling the 90s supermodel manicure. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the color nude or just a simple clear coat. I don't know if that's the real term or a car term. It's all clean, all natural. Just don't call it crystal nails. Because apparently that's the exact opposite of this trend, referring to all those glittery, glittery diamond finished artisanal nails. So yeah, minimal, minimalist nails. That's my thing spot. Ooh, I'm and, having and like a flashback. Did we talk about this last week, or did we, I just we talk about, it with about my girlfriend um, before I the went? The glazed got... donut nails, which are right. which are on the spectrum towards the minimalist nails. But I think art is noticing that it continues on from there, which I think may have led me to. Duck, duck, go. The supermodel. I think I went down the rabbit hole and then found the supermodel nail, which caused me yes. to then go get a minimalist manicure because apparently I am just the guinea pig for all things. Is nail art already like passe? Uh, apparently it is. Yeah. Wow. I have I have a party nail. So I went and got in advance of this like private speaking event that I was really nervous about, I was like, I just need a super elegant. And it is notable that when I thought to myself, I need a really elegant nail. I was like, it needs to be nude, mm-hmm. short, you know, squared off. And my nail tech is hilarious. I only say nail tech is that Jack Harlow song, my manicure lady. <laughs> I was like, I just want, you know, beige nail. And she was like, no. You have to get, you get, and it's not very fun. So I have one party nail, but it's basically like a black corner with two gold stripes. It kind of blends in. Oh, that's, that's it is nice. in fact like a minimalist mm-hmm. manicure. So yeah, it's like the all accent that is say, wall of nails. I mean, yeah, totally. But it's not even really, this is like 
just past trend because I do have the party nail and that's over. That shit's yeah. over now. She wouldn't Art let you get right. away without the party nail. Oh no. Hmm. No chance. No. She's like bow ring. <laughs> uh, Beth wrote in with a union thing. Hi, Molly, Tom and Rich. Uh, regarding last week's topic of quiet quitting and white collar union revival, I have to credit the white collar union I joined in early 2021 for opening my eyes to the frankly insulting wage I was being paid after 15 years at my news media job, which I left at the end of 2021. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. This Xer looks forward to your Xer perspectives every week. Love it every time. Thank you, Beth. Uh, amazing. And also that is totally true. The white collar union revival, 100%. Yep. And I suspect that will probably only get stronger with the white collar recession. It's a, uh, it's a white collar versus blue collar world out there. (laughs) It's sad how versus it's really become, but that's Mm -hmm. a different show. Those Mm -hmm. are conversations for a different show. All right. Let's get to our shout outs. Uh, Rich Truffolino, our producer, uh, makes bespoke shout outs every week. And I'm, we always say he's outdone himself, but I think he's outdone outdoing himself this week. Yeah, he really rich, I think, has shown incredible restraint thus far and not delving into the things that he is most passionate about. But this mm-hmm. week, he just went there. <laughs> this week, shout outs for those of you who support us. At the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing. Thank you because you have given us the greatest moment of our lives, Rich. I hope you're listening. They're based on wrestler catchphrases. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I oh, apologize yeah. in advance for my lack of wrestler catchphrase knowledge. I'm just going to give them all roughly the same voice, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I will start us off by telling you to get on board the Morris Jones train. Just when they think they know the answers, Benjamin Forrest changes the questions. It's me. It's me. It's Lee Price. (laughs) I think we got to say the wrestlers. We got to educate the public here. All right. The first one was the Godfather. (laughs) And the second was Rowdy Roddy Piper. And the one I just did was Diamond Dallas Page, a.k.a. DDP. The pleasure was all Kevin Sills, Jesse the Body Ventura. Welcome to Raw is Eric Duncan. Christ Jericho. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> Rick Flair. Yeah, you knew it. You already knew it was Rick Flair. <laughs> I'm better than you. And Gabrielle Cohen knows it. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, a.k.a. MJF. Vara Abel 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Abby. <laughs> to be the man, you gotta beat Miranda Janelle. Also, Ric Flair, aka the Nature Boy. I mean, such a classic. He gets two. He yeah. gets two. Oh, you didn't know? Your Andrew Bradley better call somebody. The Road Dog, Jesse James. What you gonna do when Joe Hoodamania runs wild on you? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what you gonna do oh my god this is so amazing you're either nexus or against who we say no more the nexus wrestling stable straight edge means i'm drug free alcohol free and better than mike akins cm punk 
Ooh, you know what though? I think Rich forgot oh. one of our patrons. Really? Okay, let me double check the roles. Yeah. Oh yeah. crap! A long running one too. James C. Smith. Our bad. He didn't write one up for James. Oh man, how do you think we should give him a shout out? I mean, we at least we mentioned him. It's not a big deal. We could. It doesn't matter how we shout out. <laughs> <laughs> the rock ladies and gentlemen i smelled what you were cooking can you smell what <laughs> producer rich is cooking <laughs> oh my gosh not only not only was it a complete set of amazing wrestler shout outs but then a sketch at the he end wrote a sketch. he wrote a sketch for us you guys he wrote a sketch that's why there will never I know, I know The Rock says he's the greatest entertainer or whatever, but no, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. this show. It's this show, thanks to you. <laughs> Patreon.com slash it's a thing <laughs> is what lets us entertain you week after week. We are so grateful for all of you. Thank and you. as you just heard, some of the best things on the show are from you. So keep those emails coming. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Yes, and we will see you next week. There it is. The people's eyebrow. Kent 13 gets it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.